episode three, continuing the series around things I wish I knew when I was beginning my career. And so, once again, what entitles me to have a conversation with you about things I wish I knew when I began my career? Well, for the most part, I think I've had a pretty successful career. And what I mean by that is I have been in my chosen field of work for over 30 years. Um, I've had a steady, slow but steady, um, improvement in terms of, of roles, responsibilities, growth, learning, and, and things that, that I think have gone for the most part well. But I think I would have worried a little less and perhaps done a little bit better at my career if there were certain things I knew when I started my career. So I figured I'd share a lot of those with you here in season four. And hopefully some of them are helpful to you whether you are well advanced in your career, just starting out in your career, or somewhere in between. So today's episode is around building and nurturing business relationships. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you hear all the time the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And a lot of people say that with kind of a negative or a frustrated uh, tone because they sit there and they say, well, so-and-so got that job because he knows someone or so-and-so got that interview because they you know, had a relationship. And look, a lot of that is right. And a lot of that is right in my career and the career of people I know that you know, who you know can help you in your career. No doubt. No doubt. Um, but... Honestly, who you know is built a lot on the relationships you build, which is within your control. So it's not necessarily being born into relationships. Yeah, sure, some people inherit a business from their family. Um, Of course, some people benefit from being born into a relationship. But the vast majority of people don't enter their careers and their jobs with that kind of um, blood-given relationship that gives them a step up in their career. Most people do benefit from knowing people and do benefit from relationships, but relationships are built and relationships are nurtured. And so um, since we all know people and since we all interact with people, we all have an opportunity to build a network of those relationships that will help us in our careers. So it will be who we know, um, of course, in addition to what, what we know, that can help us build our relationships. So let's, let me go into what I believe defines a great business relationship and I I narrowed it down to three things. This is just me. There are lots of definitions out there, and none of them are wrong. Uh, None of them are necessarily right either. But here's how I defined it. Um, Great relationships are mutual in the fact that both parties learn things from each other. Both parties support each other, both in their careers and in their lives. And both parties 
actually enjoy each other. They actually become friends, not just work-related friends, but personal friends. I think that's a great business relationship. Mutual learning, mutual support, and mutual friendship slash admiration. So it's interesting. Let me. I, I like to, to, to teach through storytelling because I think stories bring things to life. So got a couple of stories that I'm going to share on this episode. So story number one. Um, I was on a conference call where a team of us were trying to figure out how we can get work from a client, a company that we weren't currently doing work for. So a bunch of us were brainstorming and the first um, question, one of the first questions that came up was, who has a great relationship with Sam, the decision maker? And does anyone on our team have a relationship with Sam? And this happens all the time. It happened on this call too. One of the senior people on the phone, her name was Allison, said, I know Sam. By the way, all of the names here are being made up to protect the innocent. So these are not real names of real people. <laughs> and these are, but, but the, you, you'll get the point because it's all based upon real situations. So there's my little Mitch disclaimer. But Allison said, I've got a great relationship with Sam. And I started kind of probing, like, tell me a little bit about that relationship. And what I heard was, we see each other at conferences on a regular basis. I email him from time to time when I have something that I think might be interested in him, and he always responds. So as soon as he sees my name on an email, he responds instantly. And that was it. And that was what Allison described as a great relationship. I started asking, like, you know, what's Sam like? And he's a very friendly person, very outgoing, attends conferences all the time, actually gives work out to multiple service providers. And so I started wondering, you know, and I, I'm trying not to put Allison on the spot here, but I'm starting wondering, like, is Allison's relationship any better than anyone else's? And is it any better than anyone at our competitors? Because with a little bit of probing, I quickly learned that Sam's the type of person who's pretty much going to say hi to everyone at a conference. Sam's the type of person who would respond to anyone's emails. He's a friendly, outgoing person. So this wasn't a necessarily a deep business relationship. For Sam, this was kind of like how he treats everyone. And so I started kind of wondering, like, why do so many people jump and say, I've got a great relationship with someone, when really that relationship perhaps is not distinguished or differentiated? And so I think the first learning there is when you're thinking about your relationship with someone, think about who they have, who, who are we having a relationship with, and what are they all about? And is there something about our relationship that goes deeper, that's more meaningful and impactful, that's two-sided, both on our side and their side, that is differentiated, that will give us a leg up on getting new work or keeping work we have or making our client happy or expanding the work we have? Is there something in that relationship that's something beyond what the person on the other side of the relationship would do with everyone. So 
I thought I would bring this to life by telling you a um, story. It's a, a story that has, tra- had a, that has unfolded over the course of at least 20 years, at least 20 years. And it's a story about someone who I consider a friend, a business relationship friend that has evolved over 20 years. And th- this friend is someone who has been a colleague, has been a client, and has been a friend. And um, the reason I'm going to tell the story is because it brings a lot of characteristics of this mutual teaching, this mutual support, and this mutual admiration slash friendship, which I think are the definitions of a great relationship. So I'm going to use this story which will take me a few minutes to go through it, but what you'll see is the evolution of a relationship that's built over time. So after that story, I'll wrap it up, and and that'll be my Mediocrity podcast on business relationships. So here's the story. Again, name change to protect the innocent. So I have a friend. Oh, by the way, so it's interesting. Um, I was looking, before, before I tell the story, I was looking, I was thinking about this friend I'm going to call him John. Um, I was thinking about John um, in the context of of my business relationships. So I looked on LinkedIn, and I think I have roughly 2,000 people who I'm in contact with on LinkedIn. Some people, I've rejected their application, their their invitations. Um, Some people I've added that maybe I didn't know so well. But I think I would say that over the course of a long career, to say that I've got relationships with 2,000 people is not ridiculous. It might even be a little bit more than that. Um, So let's call it between 2,000 and 3,000 people for someone who's been in the business community over 30 years. So that's 100 relationships per year. That's a lot. And look, I don't think you add 100 new relationships every year. I think you add more early and you build on to them. But let's just say two to 3,000 business relationships over the course of a 30-plus year career. Now, then I started thinking, how many of those people, if I were to stop working tomorrow and be done, not just, re- just done with work completely, and living Semi off the grid. So not somewhere where I was going to run into these work-related people every day. I said to myself, how many of those, call it 3,000 people, would I want to spend two hours of my life with per year for the rest of my life? People who I'd want to have a phone call or two with, maybe meet for dinner once, once in a while, how many people would I maintain, of that 3,000, would I maintain a relationship with after work was done? And maybe, maybe 20, maybe 20, less than 1% of the people who you are interacting with are people who would be, at least in my little experiment, would be people who are true friends, people who you'd want to keep in touch with for well beyond work. I hold that out there because 
we're not going to have that with hundreds and hundreds of people. But if we use this kind of like 1% standard as a North Star of what we might even partially strive for in business relationships, we can then see what it would take, what it might take to change the dynamic, to create great business relationships. You're not going to create all these things with everyone, but creating some of these things with some people can really be a game changer. So here's my story without further ado. Um, John. So I met John, let's call it about 20 years ago as a colleague. John is way smarter than me intellectually. And when it came to my field of study, which is taxes, John kind of knew the, the, the laws and the rules way better than I did. In fact, I'm the type of guy who is a visual learner, and I learn through um, seeing a teacher teach on a whiteboard. I learn through speaking with other colleagues, um, interacting in work groups. I learn through interaction. I'm not great at reading pages and pages of law. John is great at it. So I remember early in my career, I had a question. I walked into John's office and he took out the actual internal revenue code. So the actual laws, and they were highlighted and they had post-it notes on them and they had um, little uh, handwritten notes on the post-it notes and the handwritten notes in the kind of small margins of the internal revenue code. I'm like, this guy's nuts. Like, if, if I opened up the Internal Revenue Code and read it like this, I would be asleep every time. Anyway, John showed me how a particular piece of the law was working in the case of my client. And he did it in such a clear way and in such an, a deep way, I was completely mesmerized. He did such a good job of both not, not just reading the law and understanding it, but explaining it. Instant learning and admiration. So John actually left um, the job that we were working at together and became a client. And when John went to that client, I, I went and visited him. I saw he was doing great. He certainly didn't need any of my help. I tried to sell him some work and he's like, Mitch, don't try to sell to me. You know that I know this stuff probably better than you do. Um, but please keep in touch because we will definitely need each other down the road. And that's what I set out to do. So John and I kept in touch um, at his new job. And then one day John changed jobs and he went to a company that was my client. So John became my client and we instantly got built a relationship that was um, mutually uh, supportive. So whenever John called me 24 seven, he would be traveling in Asia. He would be up early. He'd be working late at night, reading the internal revenue code or something. And he would call me. I would always pick up the phone four out of five times, maybe even nine out of 10 times. He would ask me a question that I wouldn't know the answer. But I said, John, I will have an answer for you in a couple of hours, no more than a day. Um, I will either find the right person or I will learn the right answer and, and tell you what it is. So give me a couple of hours, maybe 24 hours tops 
to get back to you and I will get back to you. And that relationship built over time until one day John left the company, no longer my client. And John went to a company that wasn't my client. And John was thriving at his new job, had other service providers, not me, not my company. Um, But every now and then, John would call me and say, Mitch, called my service provider, they haven't gotten back to me. Or called my service provider, they don't have an answer for me. Or I'm not going to bother calling my service provider because they're not as responsive as I'd want them to be. Can you help me with a question? And I always did the same thing. I either answered the question or found someone to answer the question or found someone to put on the phone with John to answer his question as quickly as possible. And in fact, what I often did is went, walked over to John's office so I could tell him the answer in person. So just maintaining the relationship. I didn't say, John, I want to be a service provider. I didn't say, John, uh, pay me for my time. I just said, John, we're friends. We have a relationship. This is a business relationship. You have a question. I can help you. I'll help you. And this went on for several years. So now we're like 10 years into our relationship, first colleagues. Then he was at a client. Then he became my client. And then he was like really thriving at his, his third and, and or third and final job after we worked together. And he was calling me on a regular basis, even though he wasn't really paying me or engaging me for any long-term work. Eventually, one day, John called me up and said, Mitch, you always pick up the phone when I call. You always get me answers to my questions. My current service provider is not nearly as responsive as you are. I'd like to give you our work. And of course, there was a proposal. Of course, we took it very seriously. Of course, I put my heart and soul into it. And ultimately, we became John's primary service provider. And we've been John's primary service provider ever since. John is one of those people on my 20 or less person list who I will keep in touch with for the rest of my life. In fact, um, for those of you who know me personally or follow the Meet Mediocrity podcast, you know my wife, Magnificent Meredith, and I uh, were married eight years ago. John and his wife were at our wedding. John and his wife uh, and Meredith and I have dinner once or twice a year, not often, but just enough. We know each other's children. We've met each other's children. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, and this is will be the end of my story, and then I'll wrap it up. John had a big birthday party a couple of years ago, and, and I was invited to go to the birthday party. And we were sitting around lunch, and his wife comes over to me, puts her hand on my shoulder, and says, Mitch, I'd like you to give a toast to John. And I hadn't prepared a toast, but usually I'm pretty good on my feet. And I was, uh, I thought about it for a few minutes and I stood up and I said, um, I want to toast John because John taught me a very valuable lesson. And that very valuable lesson is how to maintain a business relationship. Uh, even if you don't always have the answers and even if you, you're, you're client, in this case John, is actually smarter than you, at least intellectually smarter than you, and you can still have a great relationship and a mutually beneficial relationship. 
John taught me that even if your client or, or potential client is smarter than you, you should always pick up the phone when they call. If you can't pick up the phone, you should write them or text them quickly saying, I'll get right back to you. Uh, if you don't have the answer to a tough question, find the right answer uh, and either report it back or get that smart person who you know to speak with your, your client and give them what they need. Do it quickly, do it responsibly, do it with a smile on your face. And be consistent and get to know the person personally. And you can have perhaps the best relationship with a client you can possibly have, even though that client probably knows more about the given field that you're in than you do. Because they don't know everything. There'll be times when they need you. And if you're there for them in a way that they need you to be there for them, you can build a lifelong relationship well beyond work. So why do I tell you this whole story? Because, you know, what John and I have, and, and look, John's not the only person I have this with. I have this with colleagues. I have this with former colleagues. I have this with clients. I have this with clients who aren't my clients, but I wish were my clients. We have, A, we've both taught each other things. John much smarter than me at taxes, but he still had questions from time to time. And I was able to call him up and give him information he needed, either directly or with some other smart person on, on the phone. Um, we've both supported each other. When he had a question that couldn't get answered, I'd be there for him. When he was coming into a new job that was my client, I um, in, you know, got him onboarded and, and indoctrinated quickly into what was happening. And when he needed help that ultimately became a, a, a paid client relationship, he gave me that opportunity and I took it and he, he appreciated it. So mutual learning, mutual support. And thirdly, friendship. You know, we admire each other. He knows that he knows more than I do, but he also knows that I pick up the phone every time he calls. Um, we know each other's children. We know each other's spouses. Uh, we we, we uh, have a great time together. And he is one of those one percenters in terms of relationships, not in terms of the 1%, but 1% of relationships that I will maintain for the rest of my life. And look, we can't have this type of relationship with everyone. And sometimes you'll be the smarter person of the two and, and you'll be providing that intellectual guidance. Sometimes you'll bring something to the table that they don't it doesn't matter. Um, if you take the principles that I'd set out of mutual learning, mutual support, and personal friendship, even if you do it on a much smaller scale than I had with John, you will build outstanding relationships in business that will create that it's not what you know, it's who you know. Because when you've got the right types of relationships, not just a, this person will return my email or pick up the phone when I call or to accept the lunch invitation, but a deep relationship that, that has the elements that I just described, you will have that it's not what you know, who it's who you know, because you will know those people, you will develop those deep relationships and you will have a successful career. And honestly... This is something I learned over time. This is something I wish I knew in much deeper in a much deeper way when I was first starting my career. Because to be honest, it's those relationships which make 
successful careers. And the more you have, not just wide, but deep relationships, the more successful you're going to be and the more opportunities that are going to present themselves to you. So that, my friends, is the Meet Mediocrity podcast, What I Wish I Knew When I Was Starting My Career, Season 4, Episode 3. Before I wrap up, let me please remind you to follow the Meet Mediocrity podcast on meetmediocrity.com or on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Let me also remind you to follow the Meet Mediocrity vlog on YouTube, subscribe to the newsletter through our website by giving us your email address on meetmediocrity.com, and you'll get our weekly newsletter with exclusive wellness tips. Um, Purchase a Meet Mediocrity t-shirt by DMing me your address and your shirt size and your color preference, and I will send you a t-shirt for only $8.99. And um, with that, I will conclude episode three of season four and wish you all to stay happy, stay positive, stay healthy, and stay well. (laughs) That's it, everyone. Take care. Have a great day.